Frank. Welcome to my farm. These are my two horses, Eleanor and A.T. Come right in. It is now winter in Naville. We are all excited as Christmas is drawing near. Many people are busy decorating the town and getting it ready. At Frank's farm, Farmer Frank and the horses just cut down their Christmas tree and are driving home anxious to decorate it. Let's join Farmer Frank, Eleanor, and Dainty as they drive back to the farm. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. It sure is bumpy in this horse trailer. You can say that again. Are we almost home? Yeah, by looking out the window, I'd say we're in the Naval Town Square. Let me see. Oh yeah, look at the big Christmas tree. I wish the one we picked out was that big. Dainty, we don't have that much room. Our ceiling could never be that high. You're right. I can't wait for some hot chocolate when we get home. Me too. Look, we're home. Come on, horses. Why don't we go inside and have some hot chocolate? Yay! It will only be a few minutes until it's ready. So, do you horses know what Christmas is all about? Presents? Eleanor? Um, lights? Nope. I'll give you a hint. Look over there on the table. What is that? It's called a nativity scene. What is a nativity scene? A nativity scene is a recreation of the account of Jesus' birth in the Bible. God sent Jesus to earth to save us from sin. Remember how we learned about Adam and Eve? Oh yeah, I remember. Adam and Eve both chose to disobey God, and that is called sin. Sin is anything you think, say, or do that is against God. After Adam and Eve sinned, sin spread to everybody. The Bible says in Romans 5.12, Therefore, just as through one man's sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, because all sinned. We have a sin nature. That's why we need a Savior. God sent Jesus to earth to become human, just like us, so that he can save us from sin and give us salvation. Do you want me to read you the Christmas account? Sure! I would love that! Right! This account starts in the book of Luke chapter 1 in the Bible. Here's how it goes. The angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, who was from the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among all women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and she didn't know why the angel was here. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, 
for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary asked the angel how this could be possible. And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also, the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Later, the angel said, For with God nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maid servant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. Then the angel left. Does that mean that this baby was a gift from God through the Holy Spirit? Yes, this baby is Jesus. Really? Yes, like I explained before, God sent Jesus to earth to become human so that he could save us from sin. Just like us, he was born as a baby. Unlike us, he was born sinless. Many months later, when Mary was almost ready to have her baby, it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from a man named Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. What does registered mean? That means that they were collecting a census. A census is something where a king or a ruler would count how many people there are. That must be a lot of work. You're probably right. So all went out to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went out from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth in Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house of the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered, which meant that she was about to have her baby, and she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. What is a manger? A manger is a feeding trough for animals. Here's what happens next. Now, they were in the same country shepherds, living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace. Good will toward men. So it was, when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph from the babe lying in the manger. Now, when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told to them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled and those things which were told to them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, 
glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, as it was told them. Wow! Praise God! I love the part with the multitude of the heavenly hosts. What's that? That was all the angels. Wouldn't it be so cool to see all the heavenly hosts on that special night? The sky must have been lit up with all those angels. Oh, your hot chocolate is ready. Here. Yum, yum, yum. That's the best hot chocolate I've ever had. Hello? This is the director of the Nayville Christmas Parade. We were hoping you and your horses could ride in the parade this year. Thank you, sir. We would be honored. That is wonderful. We want to honor you for organizing and helping Farmer Fred rebuild this house. Thank you, Mr. Frank. You are very welcome. Who is that farmer? I know. Let me guess. The director of the Nayville Christmas Parade called you. Why, yes. But how did you know? I was on the other telephone. Dainty. You should never be listening in on other people, especially at Christmas time. Sorry. That's all right, Dainty. Just don't do it again. Yes, sir. We have been invited to the Naval Christmas Parade. Really? Yep, and I accepted. Yippee! I'm so excited. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be great. Horses, we've got only a little bit of the account left, but we'll be busy preparing for the parade and decorating. We can pick it up later, okay? Sure! Let's get cooking. After decorating their new tree, Farmer Frank, Eleanor, and Dainty decorated the house and the barn. Then they prepared for the parade. Farmer Frank had an old wagon in the barn. They painted it, decorated it, and fixed it up for the parade. Everything was going great according to the plan. The parade was only five days away. It will take place on Christmas Day. Farmer Frank and the horses are done decorating now and they're so excited for Christmas and the parade. That was a lot of work. You can say that again. Whoa, you're right about that. So, was it easy pulling the wagon today? I don't want it to be too hard for you. Nope, it was kind of hard, but having Eleanor help me made it a whole lot easier. Same here. So, Farmer, when can we hear the next part of the Christmas account? You can hear it right now if you like. Great! Okay! Alright then, this is not normally mentioned in the Christmas account, but I think it's really beautiful. A few days after Jesus was born, they took him to the temple to be circumcised. There was an elderly man there. His name was Simeon. Simeon was getting very old, and God told him that he would not die until he saw the Messiah. The Messiah was the promised deliverer that God would send to save us from sin, which is Jesus. Simeon was moved by the Spirit and went into the temple. Once he saw Jesus, he picked him up and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you are now dismissed your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and the glory of your people, Israel. That's amazing! That's 
That's a wonderful example how God's promises always come true. You can look anywhere in the Bible and you will find when God makes promises, he sticks to it. Amen. It would be so cool to see Jesus in your last days. I loved what he said when he was praising God. It was really cool when Simeon said, For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. Jesus came to save everyone. God chose Israel to be his people and work through them to save everyone. No matter who you are, you can be saved by God if you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Very good, horses. Simeon waited all his life to see the Messiah. That must have been really cool. Next, Joseph and Mary marveled at those things which were spoken of him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and the rising of many in Israel, and for a sign which will be spoken against. Yes, a servant pierced through your own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Wow, that's amazing! I agree. I have heard about the wise men or magi before. Does the Bible mention them? Good question. Yes, the Bible does mention them in the book of Matthew chapter 2. God's word says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Why was King Herod troubled? He felt troubled because he thought that Jesus would become king and take his place. Anyway, when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. King Herod wanted to worship Jesus? No. Remember how Herod felt troubled by Jesus? Herod asked the wise men to tell him where Jesus was. Herod intended on hurting Jesus. What happens next? Do the wise men tell Herod where Jesus is? Does Jesus get hurt? You'll find out very soon. When they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them. Till it came and stood over where the young child was, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Those sound like royal gifts. They were. Fit for a king. God gave the wise men a dream, telling them not to return to King Herod. So they went home a different way. 
Now, when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, "Arise, take the young child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I bring you word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him." When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt, and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled. Which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, "Out of Egypt I called my son." Herod did seek to hurt Jesus, but God protected him. That is the Christmas account. So you see, Christmas isn't all about lights and presents. It's about the birth of Jesus. Wow, farmer, that was amazing. I agree. Now I know what Christmas is really about. Amen. Well. Time for bed, you two. Already. Come on, Dainty. Let's get ready for bed. Good night. Good night. Good night. The next few days, everyone was anxious for Christmas. The next five days seemed like an eternity for the horses, but finally the day came. It was not only a day for the parade and presents, but it was a time to celebrate Christ's birth—the true meaning of Christmas. Let's go to the naval town square to get in the parade. It's cool that they put us in the front of the parade. I agree. I'm so excited. Are you girls going to be okay pulling the wagon? Yeah. Are you sure you won't get spooked by the drums? Yeah. You don't have to worry, Farmer. We'll do just fine. I know. Here we go. Merry Christmas! Hi, everybody. Usually after the episode ends, we start with Farmer Frank's three-question quiz. Well, we'll get to that. But first, we are going to sing the first verse of Silent Night. You can sing with us. Come on, horses! Because coming up is Farmer Frank's three-question quiz. Question one: What was the name of the angel that visited Mary? Here's the answer: It was Gabriel. Question two: Who was the man at the temple who waited for the Messiah to come? Here's the answer. It was Simeon. Question three: 
What were the three gifts that the wise men brought? Here's the answer. It was gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Thank you for joining us for Farmer Frank's three question quiz. Hello, kids. Today, we are going to share the gospel with you using something called the Romans Road. That's the road I built way back when. No, Farmer. The Romans Road is a way to present the gospel using verses from the book of Romans in the Bible. And the word gospel means good news. Now, the first thing to realize is that all have sinned. Sin is anything you think, say, or do that is against God. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's right. Now, the second thing to realize is that the cost of sin is death. Remember, when God told Adam and Eve that if they disobeyed God, they would surely die? The Bible says in the first part of Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. Now here comes some good news. God sent his son Jesus into the world to pay that penalty for us. He died a brutal death on a cross so that we could be with him someday. The Bible says in Romans 5.8, But God demonstrates his own love toward us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Now, here is the fourth thing. Jesus died on the cross so that you can be with him when you die. If you choose to accept Jesus into your heart, you can be with him in heaven forever. But if you reject him, you will be separated from him in hell forever. The Bible says in the second part of Romans 6.23, The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So if you put those halves together, the whole verse sounds like, For the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now the last thing to realize is, if you confess and believe in Jesus, you will have salvation. Like Farmer said, if you accept Christ, you will be with him in heaven after you die. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9-10, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If you would like to accept Jesus right now, please pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. Please forgive me for saying against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins, was buried, and that God raised Jesus from the dead. Please come into my heart and be my Lord, Savior, and friend. In Jesus' name, amen. 